I'm Helen Farmer and this is Farmer's Kitchen, brought to you by Spinney's on Dubai i103.8. It's all about getting you excited about food. We were reflecting on five days of Gulf food, some of the top trends and products we can be looking out for. Getting uh, the lowdown on the Dibba Bay Oyster Festival. Finding out more about an incredible dinner, nine chefs for one amazing cause taking you to Mexico and Latin America. And what do tennis players eat? We were finding out as we broadcast live from the Dubai Duty Free Tennis Championships. This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. We love giving you ideas and inspiration, the latest food news. And speaking to us now live at Dubai Duty Free Tennis Championship, we've got Stasha Tonchev. She is the Chief Soul Kitchen Officer at 21 Grams Urban Balkan Bistro and one of the people involved in their hands and hearts together for Syria and Turkey. An amazing night for a really incredible cause. You're a busy woman, Stasha, so thank you for making time. How are you today? <laughs> thank you for having me today. Yeah, it's been quite eventful. couple of weeks. It's a, it's a, it's a busy season. Um, it Thanks. really, really is. But before before we start talking about what's happening on Monday, I just want to say a massive congratulations because la- last night you won the Time Out Award for Best Breakfast in yes. Dubai. What, yes, what we a did. gong! Congratulations! Well, thank you so much. This is the third year that we are getting rec- recognized by Time Out. Last year it was the for the best European restaurant. This year is the best breakfast, and obviously we're ticking all the boxes. <laughs> I want. I, I mean, I have to say. I love your breakfast. For anyone that hasn't been, can you tell us a little bit about how what a Balkan breakfast looks like? A Balkan breakfast looks like a lot of filo pastries, um, egg dishes, uh, some nice meats, pulled beef, mm-hmm. um, minced beef and so on, but mostly people know us for a couple of dishes like Balkan breakfast, that is scrambled eggs with tomato, pepper, onion, beautiful chorizo style, Yum. sausages, feta cheese. And people really love our brunch pasty, that is sweet potato, rusty, pulled beef, baked sour cabbage, and uh, sunny side up. Oh my egg on top. goodness me. <laughs> Drooling. Oh my god, I actually am. I actually yes. am. Now, you are there um, at uh, Althania, um, but you're also in the, t- in the timeout market as well. Um, what time does breakfast start? <laughs> what time can I come tomorrow morning? <laughs> so, at our main mall venue, it starts at 8 a.m. Uh, on weekdays and uh, 9 a.m. on weekends and then a timeout market week, uh, the breakfast is served only on weekends from 10 a.m. Okay guys I think you know where we're going to be going tomorrow. <laughs> now looking ahead to Monday as mm. we said an incredible incredible initiative um, hands and hearts together for Syria and Turkey so obviously raising some much needed funds uh, for the tragedies that have happened um, over the last couple of weeks and it's in association with Emirates Red Crescent the entire ticket value going towards that so we're talking Nine chefs, nine courses, one amazing cause. Who's the man behind this? Hatimatar. Yes. So on his initiative, uh, we gathered the um, uh, chefs, nine chefs joined uh, their hearts and hands to help people in uh, Syria and Turkey. And we are having this beautiful dinner uh, on Monday, 27th, that has been already sold out. Uh, we initially started with bookings for 100 people, but thanks to our amazing community that really came with the tremendous support Mm -hmm. we extended it to 130 people so yeah we are doing this nine chefs um let's let's talk names because it is a stellar lineup we're talking about some of the most celebrated and awarded chefs in the whole city yes let's start with hatamata as we said he's the he's the 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 brains behind it and it's going to be held at fire fire Fire. i always (laughs) say fire and i was there on sunday fire which is there at matcha um, in Maidan, beautiful spot. Mm. I mean, I have to say, one of the most Instagram-worthy places. I had to have security guards for some of the areas when I was there on Sunday to stop people <laughs> going into certain spots. Um, he is the man best known as, well, the first Arab pitmaster. So we're going to see lots of flame, I'm sure. Um, tell us then who else he's, he's brought together for this super squad. So obviously, Hatim Atar with his fire team, and then we're going to have uh, Chef Brando from Seventy One Steak and Grill. Uh, Chef Omar from London Dairy Kitchen. Oh, he's such a nice yeah. guy. And then we're going to have uh, Andre Gershel coming back to the kitchen. Yes, no, man behind the main and he, baker and spice. In I, he's, he's been attached to some of the some of my favorite places in Dubai. Um, baker and spice is when I first met him. We've cooked together. Um, he is now there at Maine. More, more in a kind of 
Excel spreadsheet rather than, than cooking roles. So it's going to be great to have him exactly. back in the kitchen. <laughs> yes, and then we're going to have obviously Chef Milan from 21 Grams. Uh, we're going to have some celebrities like Chef Gregoire from Oceano. Oh, he won last night as well. And the last year's 50 Best Pastry Chef, Chef Sahar. Uh, we're going to have Chef Show from um, Lila Taqueria and uh, our local culinary legend, Chef Troy Pen. What a lineup, Sasha. Honestly, um, I have to say, I, I was proper fastest fingers first. As soon as this got announced, I booked two tickets. I was like, I don't know who I'm going with, but I'm going. I'm actually going with Tiffany from Spinney's and so, so excited about, I'm going to have to have a very light lunch. Nine courses and some very different cuisines there. Tell us about some of the discussions you've been having behind the scenes to make sure it is cohesive. So um, the chef is going to be cooking, but also serving mm-hmm. their signature dishes. So they're mm-hmm. going with the A-game uh, dishes. Um, and we really <clears throat> try hard to make a good combination of these, obviously, because we have different kitchens. Yeah. But it's going to be amazing. The common ground is obviously open live fire mm-hmm. that we have at fire. So everything is going to be pre- prepared on, on, on fire and served directly to the guests. Can you give us a little hint about what's on I the menu? I can't, sorry. Oh my I'm, gosh, I'm sorry. such a meanie. We are going to be talking about another collaboration. Sanja Tasha with us today, joining us from 21 Grams. It's the Urban Balkan Bistro. It is officially the best breakfast in Dubai as of last night. Um, and up next, where you can be eating and getting a bit arty with your food from 21 Grams, plus another exciting collaboration. If you haven't managed to get tickets for Monday night, um, you're going to be really delighted to see how some flavours and some different perspectives in the kitchen are coming together that's next this is farmer's kitchen on dubai i 103.8 with spinnies eat well live well talking food glorious food this afternoon sasha tonchev is with us she's the chief sole kitchen officer at the incredible 21 grams urban balkan bistro last night they scooped a gong at the timeout awards for best breakfast in dubai Lots going on behind the scenes, preparing for an incredible dinner on Monday night. Hands and hearts together for Syria and Turkey. They are one of nine restaurants coming together for a nine-course meal. And uh, you're going straight from here to... To Bastakia. Sika Art Exactly, for the opening of the probably most loved um, art and cultural festival in town. It's such... It's it's honestly one of my favourites. I normally take my in-laws, so I'm going to take my father-in-law next week. For anyone that hasn't been, it's this kind of... Cool, vibey, very Instagrammable, live music, a surprise around every corner. And that includes food. So 21 Grams is going to be there. Yes, we are coming with our street food concept. Tell us about that. Yes, so we are coming with our cheese salmon toasties. What? Just, yeah, think homemade, grilled homemade bread with some butter, cheese, spicy beef pepperoni or pulled beef. Yep. Oh my goodness. Yes. So this is in the evenings and how many days can we manage to catch it's you in for the, the next, food? It's for the next 10 days, every day from 4pm um, till 11pm and then on weekends from 5pm till midnight. Okay, Seeker Art Fair is underway guys and uh, we've got it on good authority. The food is going to be excellent. Um, now unfortunately the event on Monday is completely sold out um, but I know you've been working on a number of collaborations over the last few years but you're going to be working with one of my favourite men in Dubai. Uh, my, my husband's listening. You are of course number one but uh, Chef Adrian is um, just an absolute joy. He could say Alain all day every day and I wouldn't get sick of it and he is of course an incredibly accomplished chef what tell us about Adrienne and how you guys are going to be working together yes so we are working together on our social club dinner uh, next week on the 1st and 2nd March and we are introducing a Balkan take on French dishes and what 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 what, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. and a French take on some of the Balkan classics this is and interesting. that's gonna be super creative delicious and very fun just have in mind that uh, Balkan people is going to be pronouncing these French names. <laughs> so, yeah. Now, what I love about Adrian is he is so creative. And when they had the inked space in Al Sakal, he would have clients coming to him saying, you know, it's, a, it's an art event or it's a jewellery launch. And this is, our, this is our brief. And he would come up with the most visually arresting images and experiences the, the creativity is absolutely off the charts. I've never heard about a French take on Balkan, but I think he could be the man to do it. So what, what kind of dishes and, and uh, flavors are we talking about? So we're going to see some of the, f- like, we're going to see the French take on Dolma and Burek. For anyone who's not familiar with Dolma and Burek, tell us about those. So 
Burdock is traditionally filo pastry with cheese or meat, mm-hmm. but this time we are bringing some burdock with foie gras. Oh, yep. Uh, we're gonna see some traditional French salads. So obviously duck meat and so on, all like in in the Balkan French connection way. And this is going to be where and when? Just remind us. So this is gonna be at 21 grams on the first and second of March. And can we book? Yes. Okay. And just it, give would us it a call. Would encourage booking actually. Yes. Yes. It's actually just. Uh, it, it, it's it's booking is required, yes. Okay, if you want the details of that, just send me the message to say 21 and I will send you the link. Um, how many courses are we talking or is it going to be a la carte? So this is actually going to be a limited choice menu where people will get to choose uh, two starters, one main and one dessert mm-hmm. of their choice and then uh, we are coming with 10 different dishes. Okay, this sounds fab. I wanted to get your take and, you know, obviously we're, we're off the back of you winning an award last night and I think 21 Grams is such an amazing homegrown success story and you know from moving to that bigger space these incredible collaborations um what's kind of next for you are you thinking about another location or what are you scheming because you never stop we don't but i don't like to make big plans Mm -hmm. i rather do what we are good at and and see what comes along i thank you for saying that i had a conversation with someone earlier this week and it was you know Exactly that, that kind of, you know, what's, what's next? And I was like, I honestly don't know, because at the minute I feel like, you know, I'm really happy with where I am. And I think when you start kind of striving or being really single-minded about something, just as you say, you're kind of shut off to what might come along. Exactly. So for us, it's really doing what we already do and mm-hmm. keep ourselves open for new opportunities. Mm-hmm. I, think this that's, is I think that's fantastic. Now, for anyone that hasn't been to your flagship, um, what do you think? you should be eating over the weekend obviously breakfast which we've talked about but for the evening meal what are some of the stars of the show and what's going down really well with diners i think you should try our chicken liver pate be the sour cherry compote yummers that's a beautiful starter people are loving a zucchini fritters with tzatziki and obviously you should always go for our signature dishes which are wagyu kebabs and the asarma, which is the fermented cabbage rolls with minced beef. And the dessert? The one that, that we... Yeah, that we made. Yeah, exactly, together. And uh, for dessert? Chocolate hazel baklava. Sold. Stasha, thank you so, so much. Thank you, Helen. Absolute pleasure to have you with us. Congratulations again on the award last night. And I'm, I'll see you on Monday. It's going to be you. a great one. Fire is where we're going to be meeting. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go hungry. Nine courses. This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. We are well and truly sorting out your social life. So much happening around Dubai at the moment, including the Dibba Bay Oyster Festival. Joined now by Ramey Murray. He is the founder and CEO of Dibba Bay. How are you, sir? And thank you for making time for us today. Hi there. I'm great, thanks. I really want to get into the skin a little bit about what's happening at the minute. But before we talk about the festival, I want to know what makes the UAE such a shocking great place for oyster farming? <laughs> well, yeah, it's, uh, it's the environment, it's the conditions. So uh, we're, we're across on the East Coast where we've got nice, uh, temp- slightly, slightly cooler waters than, a, than mm-hmm. across on Dubai side, uh, slightly less saline, and, um, and it's all about the food levels in the water. So it's, uh, it's a perfect place for all sorts of aquaculture, actually. Um, and I think you'll see the industry growing quite a lot over the next few years. Tell us then how that translates to the taste um, and how does that compare to oysters from other parts of the world, Ramey? Yeah, so oysters feed naturally in the ocean. So it doesn't matter if it's a wild oyster or a farmed oyster. They all, they all feed in the same way. They're filter feeders. And so it's, it's the microalgae in the, in the water. We see it as just green, uh, greenness in the water, but there's, there's hundreds of different species in there um, and all quite, quite different little different varieties of, of, of animal mm-hmm. uh, that, the, that the oyster is feeding on. And so that's, it, that, that's what gives the different taste. So it's just it's dependent on the type of algae, the concentrations of the different types. And, and this can change throughout the year as well. So we're very lucky that we've got uh, I guess tasty algae for them in this part of the world, <laughs> and it's also a, an important cultural symbol of of the UAE in the Middle East. Um, so, what's it like, kind of applying some of your modern techniques, and, and what are some of the things that are happening on the farm that we might not know anything about? All we all we're thinking about is the taste. Tell us about what's happening behind the scenes. <clears throat> well, I, th- I think the what what takes 
takes people aback when they when they visit the farm. Um, and uh, we're actually doing farm tours this weekend, which I'll tell you more about. But um, I think what really strikes people is is the amount of manual labor and the amount of effort that goes into raising these oysters because we, we have oysters that grow very rapidly in these conditions, but it, um, they need a lot of handling, they need a lot of care. So we're, we're pulling them out of the water very regularly. We're cleaning them, we're removing predators, we're changing the bags that they're hanging in. Um, and, and so the, the, there's just a great deal that, that goes into it. It's, uh, it. it's often thought of as quite a laid back, uh, simple, simple business so I'm going to retire and do an oyster farm. There's <laughs> an awful I, lot I, more I, to I it than that. I would not recommend it as, as a retirement. Well, <laughs> do a you know what? <laughs> well, there is a, there, there, it's absolutely worth all the effort, Romy, I can tell you, because they are absolutely delicious. Tell us a little bit about the festival. It's underway. Where is it happening? Yeah, so um, it's happening all across the, all across the country. Um, this is our second festival, so it's the second edition of the Dibba Festival. Um, it's a 10-day festival starting today, um, and so it'll, it'll run through this weekend and then through the next week and, following, and the following weekend. Uh, we have, for the first event that we're having, is we're actually having open farm tours uh, across Ndiba, so you can book that online. I think we're, we're booked out for Saturday so far, but there's a couple of spots on the Sunday if people want to book. And there, we'll, I'll take you around myself, show you around uh, the main facility, and then you get to go out on the boat and see, see all the oysters hanging in the ocean. It's a really beautiful day out, um, and it's really fun to see how, how we do it. Um, and then throughout the week, we've got promotions in different restaurants. We've got the Lychee, Boca, BB Social, Low, um, and of course the Main are also doing a, a special Dubai menu. Uh, We've got deals going at our own restaurants because we've got two restaurants now. We've got Me our too. original little one in um, the Fishing Harbour in Umsukim One. And then we've got our new one, which is our licensed venue, which is at the Sheraton in JBR. Um, and we're doing oyster, oyster shucks for as low as eight dirhams a piece. Um, wow. um, so now we're going to do it full-time throughout the day and evening for the full week. So you can come Wait, I've heard is... I've heard there's going to be a bit of a competitive element as well. You're doing some amateur yeah. shucking. Tell us more. Who's, elig- yeah. who's going to be eligible and, and how high is that bar? Yeah, well, let, well, we'll see. It's, uh, <laughs> this, is something, this is something we've added. So last year we just did uh, professional shuckers. So you had to be a chef from one, uh, uh, from one of the restaurants. Um, and so we're still doing that. So we'll have the professional shucking competition. And that, that's at the following weekend. So this weekend we've got the farm tours. And then next weekend, which is the 4th and the 5th, uh, we'll have the actual festival, uh, which is at the Emirates Academy of Hospitality Management, which is in Umsakim 3, just opposite Jumeirah Beach Hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a full festival, so we'll have a shocking competition. Uh, we've got the professional one again. Um, and then on the second day, we've got the amateur one. So this should... Could be quite. It could be a disaster, actually. Please, <laughs> don't, don't don't say that. I please think, don't say I that. We want we want some vinaigrette on the side, be, not bloodshed. Please, okay. Yeah, please, please don't apply for this unless you vaguely know what you're doing. Oh, <laughs> make 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 someone sign some kind of disclaimer, Ramey, or I just have some have some paperwork yeah. standing by. You've also got a world-renowned oyster sommelier. I mean, what a job! Yeah. Tell us about Julie. Yeah. Yeah, so Julie's, Julie's a fantastic lady. She's, um, she's based across in, in the States. She's, she's in New York, and she travels all over the world tasting oysters from, from everywhere. She has a fantastic blog that she does about them. I've never met somebody more uh, knowledgeable about oysters than, than Julie. And in particular, she, I mean, we call her a sommelier because she can break down the, the, the different tastes and describe it really well, and so it's super interesting talking to her and she'll be doing a master class and she'll be teaching you uh, what to recognize in the taste of oysters and there'll be pairings with uh, 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 beverages and what have really, you. Really, really fun. Can I just yep. say, her, her Instagram is in a half yeah. shell blog, which I'm just like yeah. absolute credit to anyone that does a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle reference. She also describes herself <laughs> as, bi- as bivalve curious. Um, so yeah. the Julie is going to yeah. be a fantastic one to kind of pick the brains of and enjoy, um, enjoy some of her experience and expertise. Um, I wanted to ask you lastly about enjoying some at home because you can of course get Dober Bay oysters there um, on ice at Spinney's. Mm-hmm. So if anyone's going to pick some up, if anyone's feeling inspired on their drive home today to 
head along to the supermarket and put them in their in their trolley. Yeah. What are your top tips for enjoying at home, Remy? Um, well, we, yeah. I mean, I I love variety because um, I, I eat quite a lot of oysters. So I mean, I but I think the basic uh, the basic uh, sort of accompaniment that you can't go wrong with is the traditional um, red wine vinaigrette with chopped shallots. You can actually get that from our, delivered from our stores as well. Um, or, or just lemon. I mean, oysters, the whole wonderful thing about oysters is that they're this wonderful mixture of, of, of salt and sweet and umami. Um, and so you're looking for balance with by having some acidity in there. So this is why a vinaigrette or some lemon or some kind of citrus works really well. Oh, I was craving a roast dinner now. Now I want some oysters. This is a dangerous show to listen to. Um, Raymond, if anyone wants to check out you guys and obviously find out the full offering of the Dibba Bay Oyster Festival, what's the best way of finding out more information? Yeah, I mean, if you follow us on Instagram um, or we're, our website, www.dibbabay.com, all the information's there. If you want to sign up for the, the farm tour, as I said, there's a few spots left on Sunday. Um, and, but for the for the festival next weekend, just just... Just come on down. It's um, there's lots of we have lots of partners joining us this year. Um, we've we've got uh, Matter Farms coming. We've got Hatton coming down and barbecuing some oysters. We've got Pickle. They're coming and they've developed a special oyster burger slider, and and we've got Morris by Kay doing oyster tacos. And so there's Fun. there's lots of different options. And so uh, it should be a really really lovely couple of days out. So so come on down and well, bring the family. This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. We love introducing you to the chefs, the taste makers, where to go, where's worth your hard-earned dirhams, and something's a little bit different too, and in conversation now with the chef de cuisine at Moana Seafood Restaurant, Chef Jacob Navavieral is with us. He is there at the Sofitel on the Palm. And coming up... He's going to be working with Brazilian chef Manuela Bafaro, who was named Latin America's best female chef last year for a six or nine course menu. Your chance to enjoy some Latin American flavors. We've just been talking about your native Mexico there, Chef Jacob. Tell us a little bit about collaborating with Chef Manuela. How do you do that from so far away? Having her, her uh, she's a very talented chef and the collaboration came uh, through our executive chef, he contacted her, and that's how we came to, you know, to make this menu and this uh, collaboration. What's it going to be like sharing your kitchen? I always feel like some chefs are very protective over their, their space and their team. Um, you're going to have someone coming in for a few nights. How is that going to work in, in logistically? Well, logistically, it's very interesting. Uh, we're very excited of, you know, making this and see what she's going to bring to the table. I'm sure we're going to have a great, great dinner. But sharing a kitchen with such a talented chef, it's it's, it's our highlight, definitely. I said there, six courses, nine courses. How are you splitting the menu? So we're splitting the courses between a a six-course menu and a nine-course menu. So uh, both of them, they have a different price, and it's depending on, you know, which selection you feel more attracted also. If you don't want to have so many courses, you can have a lightly dinner. Or if you want to go through the whole menu, the whole experience, that's when we have the nine-course menu. I'm guessing you're going to be encouraging us to have all nine courses, Chef. So let's talk, about, <laughs> let's talk about some of the dishes that you've created. Can you make us hungry this Friday afternoon and tell us what is going to be on the menu there? Absolutely. So especially from her side, we're very interested into the dishes she's preparing, the techniques she's going to use. She's going to be using a lot of Brazilian ingredients that we are very excited to see. Uh, we try to collaborate with some of the dishes and make a nice fusion out of them. And uh, I don't know, I would say maybe the tuna nike tartare we have and some of the fish seafood dishes we have. I think that's the ones that are more excited since our restaurant is a seafood restaurant. We would like to highlight that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the desserts that she has, they're also great. Uh, same with Brazilian inspiration. And I don't know, I'm, I'm just drawing just to think about <laughs> And we've had a couple of messages asking about cooking Mexican food at home. And I know that's not necessarily the emphasis at Moana, but I would be amiss to not ask you that as such an accomplished chef from that part of the world. If we want to cook Mexican in our kitchens at home, what are some of the key ingredients that you think every, every pantry, every fridge should, should have their chef? Well, I think number one is going to be fresh ingredients. Uh, that's the number one. If it's 
possible to get some Mexican fried chilies. I think that's what makes the cuisine so interesting. Some people is afraid mm-hmm. to use uh, Latin chilies because they might think they're spicy. Mm-hmm. But some of them, they're really not. They're really rich and they just give a lot of complexity to the food. So I think just get, uh, for example, in all UAE, you can get very good quality avocados. And it's a very common ingredient in Mexico. So, yeah, find the best ingredients. That would be the key for making good Mexican cuisine. What about a good guac? Because <laughs> I'm sure you've uh, had some good and some bad ones in your time, Chef Jacob. What, what goes into a great one? Oh, I think it's the origin of the avocado, definitely. Really? Uh, you might Mexican, get, yes. obviously. <laughs> yeah, and of course, the avocado is a fruit, so it needs to be ready to eat. If it's green, if it's, if it's not ready, it's just like eating a raw banana. It's not going to be nice. So just mm-hmm. to select a nice avocado, that's the quality to make a great work. Okay, job done. Very, very hungry indeed. Um, I just wanted to ask you about a sweet end to those, those six and nine course dinners. What are you scheming when it comes to dessert, you and uh, Manuela? So uh, from our side, we're making a pre-dessert and it's going to be a hibiscus flower granita. It's a very common mm. uh, ingredient that we use in Mexico and for her dessert, she's bringing a uh, pre which is a very uh, common ingredient over there. She has a crumble nuts and a homemade dulce de leche. Uh, wow. I literally, when I saw the combination, I was like, I can imagine that already in my mouth. So I'm really oh excited about God. that dessert. Uh, we've had a number of messages asking about when, which is a great one, which I neglected to ask you, so I apologize. Um, and how to book. If people want to come along and enjoy this incredible forehand dinner with, as we said, the best female Latin American chef in the world, um, how can people get in touch and when is it all starting, chef? Yeah, so to do the booking, we have sofiteldubaidepalm.com and that's where we can uh, do the booking. We have a special uh, part which has special offers and then Epicure. And that's when they can do the booking. This Epicure experience is going to be a month-long experience, not just including our fun heart collaboration, but there's going to be some other events uh, and menus throughout the month in different outlets. So we are really excited of uh, having you here and experiment all well, the Well, thank have. you. It sounds our like you can have a lot of fun in the kitchen. Oh, you're a star. Well, thank you so much. Really appreciate your time this afternoon. Um, all the very best with the prep that's going into that incredible meal. And enjoy the weekend ahead. Chef Jacob speaking to us from Moana there at Sofitel at the Palm. This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. Great to have you with us and already some hot debate on the text line about our topic of the hour, roast dinners. He is the man who reviews a new roast dinner every week and then shares them online on his Instagram. Thomas O'Hara is with us. He is quite appropriately from Yorkshire and is on there on Instagram as the Yorkshire Pudding. How are you, Thomas? Yeah, I'm great, thanks. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. What, I mean, what a life. Tell us a little bit about how all this got started. Well, obviously, I was grown up working class between Leeds and Huddersfield in a town called Dewsbury. Uh, obviously, brought, brought up around roast dinners, going Toby Carver every Sunday. Yes. Having home-cooked roast dinners every now and again having family cook it every Sunday as kind of tradition back home. Um, and growing up, uh, especially in my adult life, I'd, I'd, I'd watch uh, Rate My Takeaway on YouTube. Uh, and that kind of gave me inspiration to, when I moved to Dubai three years ago, I thought, why don't nobody rates roast dinners? There seem to be, there seem to be quite a few of them, nobody does it, so why not explore the gap in the market? Now, this is something a lot of people get very passionate about, and for good reason, because as you're saying, we grow up thinking that roast dinners could could or should be a certain way I grew up with some shockers my granny god rest her soul could, I mean I thought beef was supposed to be grey and that you know all the veggies were just kind of leached out of any flavour terrible and then you have a good one you're like oh my goodness this is all I want to eat all the time and of course Dubai being such an expat city and a lot of Brits here a lot of restaurants and pubs rightly want to tap into that market and there's a, there's a fierce bit of competition around on this so you started on Instagram, and what was the response like when you started putting out your, your very honest reviews of some of these spots? So to be honest, it, it point, I've been doing it for nearly three years now, and the first two years, I'd say, it was very quiet. It was just kind of a bit of fun on the side, just sending it back to my friends and family in the UK, mm-hmm. for them to criticise it or think it's amazing. <laughs> uh, and I'd say over the last year, that's when it's kind of boomed off. Um, mostly word of mouth on Facebook groups, Instagram, friends, colleagues other expats here got a few thousand and followers now sir yeah I, 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 
I say I've got just over 2,000. I reckon 1,500 to 2,000 came within the last 12 months. Let's see if you can get some more. Give, yeah. it, give us the, the, So I'll tell you now, the Instagram, if you're willing to check it out, it is the Yorkshire Pudding underscore. And I have to say, your food photography is really lovely. You take some really, really nice pictures. Oh, I've never been complimented on that. Well, Thank it's you. a strange compliment, but I think you should take it. So here's what I want to know from you. When you're talking about rating a roast dinner, what are some of the criteria you're looking at, Thomas? So I have three very basic criteria. Obviously, one is... And the main one is food, which I think is probably about 90% of the, the rating. Uh, and just the place, I'd say it's probably another Location. 10%. Yeah. So, to, to your mind, what has to be on the plate for it to count as a roast dinner? Right, so obviously the main bit is, as my name suggests, that's a bit of Yorkshire pudding. Yes! Most important part, very rarely done perfectly. Oh. It, there's it some very good ones in Dubai, but I say 90% don't do it to a good standard. Um say obviously roast potatoes the meat the gravy vegetables do you think roast chicken counts as a roast dinner or does it have to be lamb or uh, or beef i say my colleagues will laugh at this because i only I've, I, most of the time i choose chicken so there was chicken or beef i'd always choose chicken maybe for the first say two years another last year i've kind of got more into the beef side of it uh, so i always choose lamb if it's available but if it's beef or chicken i'd, I'd choose chicken but now i choose beef we've got quite a lot of messages coming through on this thomas all right Nas says bad gravy has the power to ruin a good roast discuss yeah i agree i agree uh, <laughs> gravy can be very too thin and can make things soggy and it can kind of ruin the taste a little bit i, I, I uh, could i could eat good gravy with a spoon like like a, i really could I have done before yeah there's no shame in that <laughs> game um dan's saying no peas please I kind of agree, actually, with that. I agree, yeah. So what, 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 what would be your top veg inclusions? What would you be happy to see? Um, so cauliflower cheese would, would be on there. Carrots. And in Dubai, I don't, I don't, I'm not too familiar with it in the UK, but in Dubai they do honey-glazed carrots. Mm. I, don't, I don't really find that in the UK. Um, and that's a big plus. Uh, red cabbage. Which is about to say, cabbage. I love red cabbage. Absolutely love it. Um, Places that don't do that amaze me. Like, just adds flavour <laughs> to the whole meal. I, lo- I just love the passion. And <laughs> um, we're going to be talking next about some of the places that are top ranking on uh, on Thomas's uh, roast dinner list. We'd love to know from you some of your top picks. Um, and as I said, people getting getting passionate about it. We're going to be hearing from Ian about his big bugbear of roast dinners in Dubai, and Jasmine saying there is no place for mash or new potatoes. Roasties only. Jasmine, I'm 100% with you. This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. We've got our very own Yorkshire pudding here at the studio. Delighted to be welcoming Thomas O'Hara, otherwise known as on Instagram, the Yorkshire pudding. He is a man who has reviewed, well, we're going to find out just how many roast dinners he's worked his way through here in Dubai. And some of his top rated. Lots of you getting passionate about where to go for a great roast dinner. Let me know yours. 4001. Use your ARN play app. Um, so Thomas, I've got to ask, how many have you uh, have you taken on in your time? So in my three anniversary in Dubai next year, and I've done seventy eight different places, Whoa. and I've done fourteen round two places. I've been to the same place twice. So if somewhere really so. warrants a second visit, you're happy to happy to go back? Yeah, if, I say I, I get so many hate messages and people giving their opinion about I should go, I should rank it higher or lower, so I go back and Ta- yeah, give it another give go. Give it another go. Yeah. Um, have you had some shockers then in the past? Yeah, I've had. Yeah, so I've given as low as three out of ten to some places before. Okay. Um, I say it's quite shameful. Don't. don't, don't yeah. <laughs> but do you give feedback on the day at all? Do you just keep it for the gram? Um, yes, I, I just give feedback on say, my my whole experience. I say it's ninety percent based on the food. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I say if I have a good time. And, Right, are you ready to hear some of the messages we've got coming in on this? I am. First of all, I just want to give a massive apology. Um, We've had a message asking about how to cook gravy, and neither Thomas or I are actually very good cooks. We both just like eating, so we're going to skip right past that one. I apologise. Rob's saying, McCafferty's and Waffy, best roast in Dubai, hands down. Still feeling hungry. Just go back up for more. You'll thank me later. A place on my to-do list. Yeah. Okay, this is see, this is good. This is this is good. This is all uh, it's all adding to your to your eat list. Um, a message here from uh, from Drew saying, if you want to go posh, I really rate Prime sixty eight for amazing beef, but for a bargain, it's hard to beat Dubai Offshore Sailing Club. Drew, I'm at Dusk a lot, and I'm I'm with you on the roast dinner there. Really, really good value. Have you been to Prime sixty eight yet? I have, and it was excellent. It was a, a five course menu, which oh. were fantastic. Um, 
I had a few comments because I posted a picture of it and it was very rare looking. Um, but but that's a preference thing, though, isn't yeah. it? I mean, okay, so I want to know when you when you're rating, have you got a top? Have you got a top ten at the minute? Okay, yep. okay can, so, can we can we do can we talk top ten? Yep, I can point name off by heart. Uh, so I'm going to get it in front of me. Yeah. Let's, okay, in at so you know Hell, what? I'm Hell's Kitchen. In the number one, Hell's Kitchen. Yep. Is that because you don't very, want the wrath of Gordon? Very, very controversial. Uh, but that's, I've had a good experience every time. Two, the scene. Three, London Project. Mm. Four, Duck Hook. Five, Bread Street Kitchen. Six. Uh, oh, he's doing good. Uh, uh, now tell Phileas you. Fog. No. You've got Marina Social. Marina Social yeah. Phileas Fogg. Goose Island, I've never heard of. The Coterie, Carner, Logs and Embers, Prime 68, McCafferty's. This is this is my future to do list. So last question to you, sir. We're down at Irish Village now. Um, are you gonna gonna sneak in a cheeky roast dinner before before heading back to work? I'm gonna tell them who I am and see if they'll, <laughs> see if they'll serve one today whilst I'm up here. Right, we'll go and we'll have a chat with the man. Where else are you booking over the weekend? Where are you off to? So on Sunday I'm at Tap House uh, on Club Vista Mare, oh, Palm Jumeirah. That is a uh, nice one. I've done the brunch and and so I'm I'm waiting to do the alacarte now. What a time to be alive. If you want to check out Thomas on Instagram, it is the Yorkshire Pudding underscore. Honest reviews, great pictures. Uh, I tell you what, a whole lot of Yorkshire puddings. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. You've made me really, really, really <laughs> hungry. All I want now, Yorkshire pudding, some gravy, some nice medium beef on the side. And tell you what, absolutely no peas. And I will only yep. accept roast potatoes. This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinnies. Eat well, live well. It has been a very busy week on the UAE food scene. Gulf food taking place at Dubai World Trade Center. It is almost time to pack away the samples, edit the business cards and uh, put your feet up. We're reflecting on the last five days now with Tom Harvey, the general manager of commercial at Spinnies. He's off his bike and on the phone. Tom, how are you? Uh, thank goodness it's Friday. <laughs> Helen, this has been a busy, busy week. I know, tell me about it. I've, I've spent most of this week feeling completely overstimulated and overwhelmed and just needing <laughs> a little sit down with a nice cup of tea. But we're in the sunshine now here at the tennis. It is Friday, everyone's feeling good. But I tell you what, you guys have been working incredibly hard. Gulf food has been a big one this year. It truly felt like Dubai was back with a vengeance. For you guys, what what kind of sets this trade fair apart? What do you guys get from, from heading along? Well, it's, it's just so big. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, they, the, it, it literally feels like the world has come to Dubai this week. So um, an, an amazing opportunity for us to catch up with um, lots of the suppliers we've been working with for many years and obviously meet a few, um, a few new ones as well. Um, we, we don't in general go to a lot of, uh, or the buyers don't go to a lot of the trade shows. Um, we spend a lot more time really sort of out all around the world scouring, um, scouring other supermarkets and other amazing restaurants, looking at what the new trends are, and finding ways to, to bring them back, bring them to the shelves of spinach without anybody else knowing what's, uh, what we're up to until it lands. Oh, that's but, interesting. But yeah, Gulf, Gulf Secret squirrels. Well, it, it's, yeah. it's, and it's such an amazing opportunity because, as you say, you know, thousands and thousands of people, companies from literally all corners of the globe. So it's, it's a great opportunity to kind of see see what's what's going without you having to, as you say, kind of take the time to travel to a country, foster those relationships, and perhaps get an initial conversation going. Um, did anything catch your eye this week, Tom? Well, I I don't actually go around the show to look at the products. So the team the team have been um, doing doing a lot of that. Scouting. I was uh, busy. Speaking on speaking on some of the uh, the conferences there, but I know from the, the number of samples that are lying around the office, <laughs> there have been a huge number of things that people are getting really excited about. So things from all around the world, but also quite a lot of things that have been manufactured here as well. So so you know, loads of nice, really, really good local products that we'll be bringing to the shelves. Can I put in a personal request? Would that be okay? Another one. Yes, <laughs> absolutely yes. We were on the Taste Estonia stand on Tuesday and my goodness, this is going to sound a bit peculiar, but stay with me. They have the most amazing potato chips, like unbelievable. Yes. Um, like, honestly, I think I've put on a kilo this week. I ate a whole packet of them during the show yesterday. I had about half a packet of them this morning. It's going to be a really sad day when we run out. And they come in all sorts of flavours doing the sales job. Uh, chili and lime, a barbecue, vinegar, salt. And I don't know what sorcery <laughs> the, the, the Estonians put into their potato chips. But I would just like to say, 
I might have one box left and I'm willing to give it to you if it might help <laughs> in my personal I, mission to get Estonian potato chips on the shelves of Spinney's. I am staring at a pack <gasps> of serious? potato chips right yes. now. The Estonians sent me a lovely hamper full of some of the goodies. So, yeah, I've been munching on them as well. Good. OK. I feel like my work here is somewhat done. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about the process then of getting something you know, from your guys going out and having initial conversation to how long it can take to us as, as you know, as shoppers actually seeing them on the shelves at Spinney's. What, what is that process like, Tom? Um, it's, it's, the, the time can be, can be um, quite, quite lengthy. Um, mm. there's, there's a lot of checks that we need to do. So we'll, we'll, we'll first of all identify the products, but then we need to go and inspect the manufacturer. We want to make sure the standards in the factories are are up to our standards, so we, we have a team that will go and audit and make sure that the food is, 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 is safe for, uh, for, for everybody to consume. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have to make sure we do a lot of um, uh, procedures with the government and, and that we're, we're, we're complying with all of the laws. And then obviously, depending on what it is, we've either got to put it on a boat or put it on a plane mm-hmm. um, to bring it over here. So normally we say the quickest time is about eight weeks, but um, it, can, um, it can be a little bit longer than that. And coming back to Gulf Food, did you identify any kind of key themes around some of the discussions you were having as a panellist or even that the guys have come back to you and saying, you know, there's going to be a big push in this this particular ingredient? I'm hearing loads about pistachios at the minute, by the way, Um, you know, or this is the new superfood we need to get on this. What were some of the hot topics? Yeah, I think there's um, there's a couple of things that sort of really, really strong um, topics that came through. Firstly, from a the sort of the products that the team have come back and been talking um, talking about the Pinterest team, um, health and you know, great quality healthy products mm-hmm. uh, continues to just dominate everything um, that we uh, that we we do, and we keep bringing more and more to the shelves. And then more from a discussion point, there's been a lot of talk again about um, about food security um, and, uh, and and what we can do to make sure that we continue to improve what we're doing uh, locally. Um, and, and across the world to, uh, to, to, to make sure we've got the, um, the, the, the right products in the right place at the right time. Let's talk a little bit about food security because I, f- I feel like I kind of conjured up ideas of like, you know, bouncers on the, su- on, on the door at Spinney's. Um, <laughs> but what does that actually mean and why should we as consumers be particularly aware of what's happening both here and internationally? Yeah, so it's, I mean, it's, food security is definitely not something to, to worry about. The world is, is, is not running out of food, but it's just making sure that we've got the supply chains in place to, um, uh, to, to, to make sure that we can meet any changes in demand and that, mm-hmm. and that we've got things there for the future. And what we've, what we've seen and has been, it's been so fun for us is actually um, through the last few, few years within the UAE, there's, there's a huge focus on uh, improving food security and a number of amazing businesses that have been starting up to, um, to, to grow and manufacture some of the products that we, uh, we now sell a lot of. We're all buying a lot more of it locally than we used to. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, as you're saying, I mean, goodness, everything from, you know, flowers to hydroponics, also fish. You know, we've just been talking to Rainy there from, yeah. from, from, from Dibba Bay. Um, it is it is really all happening um, and, and you know we are very lucky in this part of the world the UK right now not so much um, I got a message from mum saying let's talk about putting limits on how much veggies we can buy in the local supermarket you know it's it's uh, it's it's one of those times I think my goodness just you know just how just how lucky uh, how lucky we are um, Tom we are giving away that 500 dirham voucher to spend in Spinney's this afternoon and aside from Estonian potato chips I'm curious what else are you eating right now and, and how would you spend that money if you were to win that voucher which you cannot by it, the way I'm afraid which I cannot I know always uh, it's always it's a always, sweet uh, torture rubbish when I'm driving home <laughs> listening to this um, I think yeah it's payday look for me um, the, the, the thing that's uh, lots of people are getting excited about, and I'm definitely going to go and grab a pack from the stores before I head home. Um, is the Tasmanian cherries that we are selling at the Ooh. moment? So they are some of the best cherries I have ever eaten in my life. Really? And, uh, and, and yeah, they're honestly, be- beautifully packaged, um, big, big box. It's about a kilo, and they are. You, you, you don't need to be going and buying any candies at the weekend. You can just, 
eat, eat, eat the cherries and you've got their healthy sweet treat, they are absolutely fantastic. So for you, it's the cherries. For me, it was the daffodils this morning. Um, from Annabelle's. Is, from Annabelle's. Yeah, for anyone that's not yeah. familiar, um, it's a really, it's a lovely British company. The daffodils are looking like they're just about to peak out. I'm hoping that by the weekend there'll be little little bunches of sunshine. But there's a charity aspect as well. They work with Macmillan. And is this Annabelle's the same people that um, have the strawberries? Am I, am I right the in thinking it's the same Annabelle? That's, that's that's the same Annabelle. Yeah, that's right. So what she's, a woman. Uh, she's based, up, based up in North Yorkshire, so not not too far from your hometown. No, it's not. Um, and um, yeah, so her her strawberries will be coming back to the shelves. We're we're what late February, so a couple more months, and we um, we, we should see the first of the British strawberries starting to uh, to land on the shelves of spinach from Annabelle's. Bring on the season, Tom Harvey. Thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Always a pleasure. Have a lovely weekend ahead. Um, and. Tom speaking to us from Spinney's where he's the general manager of commercial. So for Tom, it's the Tasmanian cherries. It's for me. My payday treat is a nice bunch of daffs. This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinney's. Eat well, live well. In conversation now with, I think, what might be one of the busiest men in the tennis tournament. He's not on the courts, but he is in the kitchen. Speaking to us here from uh, the Dubai Duty Free Tennis Championship, we've got Chef Ramola Vajendra. He's the head chef from Jamira Creekside Hotel. He's been in the region 20 years. He's been at the hotel since before it opened. And what changes you must have seen in that time, sir? How are you? Uh, hi, Helen. Uh, first of all, I would like to thank you for inviting me on the show. Um, it's a great show, Dubai Eye uh, oh, 103.8. Thank you. you know, so it's a pleasure and honor to be here. Um, uh, I am from India. Uh, I have been in the city for almost uh, 20 years and I never thought that I will complete such a long journey. Uh, it's a, it's, it's like uh, my second home, and I, when I go back home, I miss Dubai a lot. But that's how so I, I feel want to come now. back to Dubai and to be back to Creekside Hotel and start my action at, oh, on a daily basis. You never stop. So, how did you get into cooking then? What, so, tell us a little bit about what you were eating growing up and deciding to become a chef. Well, see, to be honest, you know, the, I was uh, never wanted to be a chef. Really? I always wanted to be an engineer. What okay, is so honestly, <laughs> chef, I'm going to stop you. You are the third chef now I've spoken to in the last week who started a career or training in engineering exactly what's going on so you know those days when we were grew up you know that time engineering and medical was a was a craze those and professions yes those professions were very you know in high in demand mm -hmm. and uh, people used to run after that and this hospitality industry was just coming up so when we uh, when I rushed for engineering, I gave a couple of interviews. Uh, I uh, got in for selection also, but then in a few interview, you know, I lost. Then I decided what is next because the life doesn't stop over here. Mm -hmm. So then when I research, I did. I uh, I came to know that the hospitality industry was at a peak and started booming all around over the world. And then I decided to make up mind that I will choose this. Then I said that okay, I will not. Uh, once I enter into it, I will not be a chef. There are many multi-purpose, uh, mm -hmm. various fields where you can join in a hospitality it's so industry. so true. I think a lot of people don't realize yes, that. Yes, that you, know, exactly. you can train a chef, but you could go on to work you know, in, in food development, in you know, catering, culinary, product creation. Yeah, exactly. You are in the kitchen, though. Exactly. <laughs> then, when, when, when I started my catering uh, first year, the passion and the interest started growing over there in the culinary expert because that was the field where I saw that uh, you have a, a great scope to learn, mm -hmm. to execute and to, you know, uh, be more creative into it. And you also get to see the pleasure of the diners when they're eating your food. Yes. Now, as you say, you're from India. Is that your cuisine of choice or what other cuisines do you enjoy creating? Because you obviously look after all of the outlets there at Jamira Creekside. Now, now we are into a multi-cuisine restaurant, so mm -hmm. we are not uh, specialized in one Indian cuisine. We have to cater for different people around the world and so Dubai is a city where you know you have uh, multi Absolutely. Uh, people coming in, uh, in the country. So we have to be ready for the catering things and moreover it is more diversified you know when you when you work for a, a multi-cuisine restaurant because you you get to learn a lot mm -hmm. and also from your colleagues as yes. well because they're from all over the world too exactly so so i have a couple of good bunch of team uh, who are more than uh, 11 to 12 years with me and hey, you must be a good boss to keep them around. Yeah. <laughs> That's how the retention, uh, you know, program it goes. It's on. about passion. It's and about it people. Is, it is very important to retain them because they are the uh, they are main uh, backbone mm -hmm. who who runs the show. 
and we are you know driving it and uh, uh, we are showing them the direction well we've had some great lunches in nomad i have to say some uh, good, good curry yesterday so thank you for that thank you. what about these tennis players um they're on the court many of them staying with there at the hotel what kind of demands and i guess kind of culinary requests are you getting to look after some of the the hottest bods around so yeah this is a little bit uh, a great uh, challenging part and a very little tough part you know when mm-hmm. when it comes to um, uh, uh, players because uh, many players different players have different different dietary requirement is the first thing we need to look for each of uh, their dietary requirement which is very important some will have uh, avocados some wanted to have uh, quinoa some wanted to have uh, frike mm-hmm. so these are all uh, healthy diet that that they prefer you know so when we design a menu uh, we obviously work with the wta guidelines we go with them we go through their full research of paper that they send us and based on that we do the creation of the menu so that's how it is then we send this menu for them to kind of approve, approve. yes 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 wow. obviously so they have to approve it they go through it and if there is any changes minor major whatever need to be done uh, we execute it and we uh, you know implement the same so we're here for a couple of weeks you've got the you've got the team there and of course life with the hotel goes on you're still looking after the restaurants you still got you know brunches and events going yeah, on yeah exactly tell us a little bit about some of the restaurants there at jumeirah creek side see jumeirah creek side hotel we have a nomad restaurant which is our all day dining restaurant uh, since uh, pre opening this restaurant uh, is doing a great uh, very well uh, we do brunches over here on every saturday uh, from uh, 1 to 4 Uh, and brunch is not only a straightforward buffet but we have a concept of pots and uh, board brunch where we wanted people to you know crave for it and have more and more as much <laughs> as you can you know unless and until you say that okay i am filled I, with it you have broken me i need to get a taxi <laughs> now so what kind of food goes goes down well at the pots and boards well well in the pots and boards we have uh, southeast asian american uh, latin american we do indian we do fusion we do uh, thai we are doing uh, vietnamese and everything these sorts of things and uh, out of that one favorite uh, dish which has not gone out of the menu is the vietnamese banh you yeah. know it is one of the best uh, uh, dish that is uh, made with coconut crab uh, um, and oh, you can do delicious. with chicken prawns variations of uh, indian vegetarian whatever you can play around with it chef ramal i think you've got tummies rumbling all over dubai you've also got your <laughs> rooftop outlet as well you've yes. got cuba tell us about that uh, your yeah, rooftop is a cuba bar so um, it's a very nice uh, venue uh, the ambience is very good you can um, see the golf view basically uh, the sheikh zayed road you can see uh, burj khalifa from there especially in the new year it is a happening place that rocks yeah hot spot and uh, apart from that that venue you can uh, do private events also so we have a lot lot of scope over there we have um, ninth floor which is a small place over there you can do a small meeting a small party social events anything you name it and you know we are ready for the catering Well, Chef, I'm going to let you get back to your very, very busy day and look after your team. Look after some of these players that we're seeing this weekend next at the Dubai GT Free Tennis Championship. Thank you so much for your time, sir. An absolute pleasure. This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. Thanks for being with us on this episode of Farmer's Kitchen. You can tune in live every single Friday afternoon between 2 and 5 on Dubai Eye 103.8.